What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the All Things Bengals podcast with yours truly, B-Things, times Bengals Drake for the fifth episode, I think. Something like that. Fourth, fifth, whatever the fuck. Nonetheless, man, how you doing? I'm doing good. Like, we were just saying, just battling this cold. But besides that, man, it's crazy outside right now. I just went outside and it is so cold. Um, (laughs) Dude, I got to go out there, bro. I got to experience it. Bro, I, I, I can't, I can't even explain it. Like, it's just so cold. Like, I, <laughs> I feel like is like negative twenty something. So, wow. Yeah, it's crazy outside right now. Yeah, man. I mean, I wonder how driving this shit's gonna be because I gotta get out this evening. So I'm like, damn. Like, I, I could have left earlier today, but I'm, you know, I'm like, I'm gonna make sure that. You know, the weather ain't too crazy this morning, and this still seems like it is. Because, like, with it being this cold, bro, it's like wherever there's not salt on the roads, it's got to be solid. Like, yep. whatever the fuck. So, yep. yeah, man, hopefully it don't get too crazy. But, um, all right, bro, so let's just go ahead and get into this. So, injuries have been pretty prevalent this week, um, mostly positive. And that seems to be the same. Heading into this game, um, off top, Hayden Hurst has been declared out, which is a bummer. But I felt like, for me personally, I should have been more prepared because Zach and this staff has been really consistent with this, especially the last month of the season, which is, oh, okay, uh, Jamar, T, Joe Mixon, now Hayden. You seem 100%. We're going to wait. Just one more week. You know what I'm saying? Like that extra week. Jamar could have came back for Tennessee. Joe Mixon could have came back for Tennessee. Or uh, Chiefs game. T could have came back against the Browns. And Hayden could have came back against the Patriots. What is your outlook on them keeping Hayden out for this game? You know, I I think it's, like you said, when you look back at the last month or so, um, yeah, I mean – Hayden Hurst being out another week, in my opinion, is is beneficial just for him and his health. Um, he kind of gets a longer week also because, you know, they'll play on Monday Night Football against Buffalo. So, yep. yeah, I think I think it's good. He, he's, you know, said he's confident running in his calves. So, um, running in his, you know, his calf feels good. So, you know, give him an extra week to really heal better, you know, feel better on that and, I think I think it was smart by Zach Wilcox has been playing great, so um, he, he's been doing all that he needs. He's been fulfilling the role that he needs to, and yep. you know this this game tomorrow. I think it's going to be a fun one. Um, I think we all know like what what going into it, what's going to happen. I think maybe you posted or someone else like um, I think their main thing is they're going to try to double Jamar maybe. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we, we've we've had to face that before. We've had to yep. face The Dolphins did that, and we yeah. know what happened in that game. Yeah, we, we, we know what what to do when, when different things are facing. And that, that that's what was so great that I saw over the course of the season that you see develop. And, and a lot of fans probably don't really read it or – interpret it like over the season like guys like joe burrow like they're diagnosing these defenses they're they're learning that these defenses they're put in their back pocket so later down the road they know 
what's up and if they throw that at at them i think i think they'll adapt accordingly so yeah man yep yep that's all facts right there bro and yeah i mean the same exact shit look a lot of defenses run that type of concept and it's a really smart concept because think about it okay i'm gonna put my less dynamic cornerback with help over top on their best guy and I'm going to put my best guy on their second best guy. So almost that neutralizes it out because no matter how dominant your receiver is, a number one is, if you have another guy that you have a general good amount of confidence in that's not him but is one-on-one, you're going to be more adamant on hitting the one-on-one than the two-on-one. So it's a good concept, but when you got dogs and horses like these, bro, it don't matter. Like, look. The Patriots do not have a Xavier Howard like they did to go up against T. They felt real confident until T put up that, what, 130, 150 on them? So, and not saying that's going to happen again tomorrow, but it damn well could. Um, And I'm also just thinking, like, connected dots here because I think this Patriots defense is definitely better than the Dolphins. But you could – one could also say, well, damn, you know, that – that safety unit for the Patriots is pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. But then again, so was Javon Holland. So was that other safety unit with the Dolphins when we faced them. So it's not like it's not a completely foreign thing to this team. And it's not foreign to Joe Burrow. And it's not going to affect Joe Burrow. Like, look, I don't care if Jonathan Jones, Jack Jones, or Marcus Jones, all these fucking Jones, bro. It's actually pretty crazy. They got three in that secondary are um, helping with the shadow concept, a cloud concept, or straight-up double concept against Jamar. I don't care. Like, Joe's still going to feel adamant on getting him the ball, and he's going to win that rep. So, yeah, yeah, we're, we're going to see, man. But uh, that we'll, we'll say that later towards the episode to keep it back with the injuries a bit. Um, he, yeah, I mean, with Hayden, I agree. It is a good thing in the macro. Get him right for the Bills game because you need all the firepower you can. You know, the last thing you would want is to coast in the Patriots game and then for Hayden to re-aggravate it. Then all of a sudden, you know, not that Mitch can't step up because, like you said, he has. and has really well. You you want to make sure you're 100%, though, for that Bills game. So, yeah, man, you know, keeping the trajectory with uh, with Hayden and um, with some other injuries. Sam, of course, is out. And what was huge this week for us was we saw four names that we're turning in the direction of playing. Obviously, Hayden is one of those that are not, but all other three are. And Trey Hendrickson, Mike Hilton, and CTB. What is your outlook on those guys all playing this weekend? Um, Yeah, I mean, Trey Hendrick, all those guys, actually. I don't even know why I was going to – sorry, I don't even know what I was going to say. Um, no, that's cool. Why I was going to limit one of them out. But, I mean, they are all just dogs, bro. The, the fact that – you know, CTB, he, you know, hit the shoulder popping in and out and, and he's coming back already. And then you got uh, Trey with, with the broken wrist. I mean, that's just, and then Mike, it, it looked like it could have been a bad knee injury. Um, yeah. That was, that was scary. So, you know, those guys are just dogs and, um, you know, going in the playoffs, they're, they're wanting it clear as day. They want the division more than anything. Um and if it's possible, if it's up for grabs, which right now it is, I mean, they're gonna want to go for that one seat if if it's possible. So, and and oh yeah, and, and they're competing, man. So, 
you know, Mike and, and all those guys. I mean, just, just e- even for like Dax, for instance, to come in and, and step up the way he did, that was, that was huge. I think he gave up like 32 yards on the game. So right. uh, yeah, it's pretty impressive, man. Um, and <laughs> it's funny because, uh, Eli had a great game. <laughs> I know. I saw we, all those pass breakups. Then I was like, damn, 120. Then that tutty and those eight I, catches. I think, a, I think a lot of people thought that it was a good game for Eli just because, I mean, it, but but at the end of the day, you do look at the stat sheet and, and who's charged on what. And, yeah. you know, there's weeks where, you know, Von Bell will be charged for, you know, 45, 50-yard play or, you know, just silly stuff that, you wouldn't even you wouldn't even think and <clears throat> I wouldn't have thought Eli gave up over a hundred. Like it looked like he had a really good game. Um but yeah, yeah. I I will say this real quick. I feel like that now I, I gotta watch the film, you know, to be confident on this, but I feel like that a lot of came on the last drive of the game. That's just my opinion. I don't yeah, think that all of them came like in the first half or something. Right. It, well, well, you think of this as well. Like I said, I have to watch film about everything, so I can be completely wrong. But I think logically, I'm like, okay, well, as I assume that they did come on the last drive of the game to where they marched out the field and got that garbage time tutty, they have to get the ball out of bounds. So what does that mean they're going to have to do? They have to throw the ball to the boundaries. And also, when you throw the ball to the boundaries, prevent defense, you're playing really soft. So technically, still the guy, you know, your guy, even though you're playing eight, nine, ten yards off the ball, you know, it's like I could see how like end up accounting that towards Eli, and it, that was the case because I was like 110, 120. Like it seemed pretty high for him, but nonetheless, bro, those pass breakups he had were huge. Yeah, I mean that was by far his his. I mean, statistically, his worst game of the season. So it ain't and, that crazy because it didn't look like it a lot. It didn't. No. Yeah, it, it didn't, and the fact that the last, what, three, four games, he's been balling out crazy. And then this game, yeah, you thought he balled out again, but, you know, according to the stat sheet, gave up more than we thought. And, you know, it, it's not something I'm concerned about. If if we still win 34-23 against the wider core like that, that makes me confident. It makes me more confident than you know, what I was before, like, especially going into a, a game like the Bills, like you – you have to be able to contain Stephon Diggs, Gabe Davis. Their wide receiver core is mm-hmm. good as anybody. So, you know, to be able to to prove and show that hey, we can we can hang up here. And and Eli Eli's been true to that. He's played really good. And I think you've said it. Like it's going to be tough to see him, you know, playing somewhere else next year in, in a different jersey because. You know, that's that's what it looks like is it's gonna come to at some point just business being business. Um mm-hmm. unless he does settle for but that that's the thing. We saw it early in this season, like when when Eli they said he was injured but you know got benched. Um that was that was something where you know they had they wanted to see what they had the value in Cam Taylor Britt. So it's just I I it's gonna be tough to see him walk, but you know, it's one of the things you you root for those guys wherever else they go because, you know, and who knows? Maybe Lou gets – God, you don't want it to happen. But maybe Lou gets a head coaching job and, and he takes Eli with him. Who knows? I mean, uh, but that, that's so- – Crazy, bro. 
cornerback I mean, one. Yeah, it, he's been putting up <laughs> low-end cornerback one numbers. And we obviously know that he's not a world beater, but he's a legit dude. And I think that a lot of teams that are, you know, needing a cornerback, they would take a flyer on a guy like Eli. Um, yeah. And it's kind of like um, it's kind of like a, a bird flying out of the nest type of thing. You know, you end up really forming this new version of Eli and him forming a new version of himself here after the horrible first four years, five years of his career. And all of a sudden you have a guy that's blossomed into not, I mean, I don't know. I mean, is a low end cornerback one, what you anticipate out of a top of a number 10 overall pick? Probably not, but do you hate it? Probably not. So it's like in the end, it's kind of an interesting full circle moment for Eli. Like ditch the first four years as much as you really can't, but you know, in your mind, a perspective can be ditched the first four years. And all of a sudden you have a version of Eli that you hope to always get. And yeah, man, I just don't know if I see that here. Because How valuable would that be as a backup guy to where if Eli would step in, you know, like, oh, this is a legit guy that can step in. He knows the system. He's going to play well for us. But but then maybe you look at a scenario where, okay, maybe Eli is willing to stay around just in the case that, you know, okay, let's go compete one more year. And you also, on top of that, you, you, give, you give Cheeto a little time to, you know, get back and stuff like that because, you know, he's coming off that ACL. Who knows? I'm sure – him being the dog he is, he'll be ready next year by week one. But, you know, ju- just in yeah. the off, ch- you want to be able to have that guy because, you know, right now we, we've we been doing great. Like, and, and maybe maybe if we still have Lou around next year, like, we, we won't ever have to stress about this. This is what's nice about having a great defensive coach, man. Like, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's really under, you know, like – can't take it for granted people need to just live in the moment and and love what we have right now because this defense this defense is thriving and you don't you don't typically you can't always say like hey i have a great defense you know like this Mm -hmm. team this defense has been 20 or bottom or worse for for quite some time so the fact you know they've, they've been able to go and make ways in the top 10 top five conversation is just awesome Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, those are going to be some fun, not so fun, potentially really fun topics to have in the off season on, you know, where's Lou going to go or holy shit, yeah. how is he not picked up? He's still here. Like, how is this happening? I mean, oh, that's gonna be fun, fun episodes. Yeah. Yeah, man. We'll, we'll see. You surely hope he stays, but, um, you know, whatever happens with Lou, man, we're going to be happy as hell. But, um, yeah, man, bringing it back, uh, with these injuries kind of the wrap. Yeah, it, it's a big deal to have Mike Hilton, CTB, and Trey back. And I think yeah. a big thing is it, it won't be too big this weekend, but I mean, missing Sam Hubbard is massive, especially the discipline of run defense that he provides on the edge to hold the edge in the run game is huge and something that Trey is not as good at. Fortunately, Trey has gotten a lot better this year at run defense, at staying disciplined, not just down Carl Lawson bull rusher type. 
that just wants to get after the quarterback and always straining the run game. Trey's improved a lot, but he does not provide what Sam provides. With the Patriots, look, you, you've this week, bro. I don't like the Patriots. I don't respect Mac Jones' game, McCorkle Jones. I don't fucking respect them. I don't respect their offense, how they produce. Jacoby Myers is mid as fuck. Devontae mid as fuck, and he's not even playing because he's out. I'll get to that in, in a moment with their injury report. And uh, Hunter Henry, okay. I, like what? And then Jono Smith, who doesn't even play. Nelson Aguilar's ass. Um, Tyquan Thornton, congrats. He runs a 4-2-6. He's about as raw as it gets for a wide receiver in this league that hasn't done anything. I, I don't respect their offense, bro, other than their run game. Somewhat. Their O-line has not gotten that much push this year. Ramondre Stevenson and uh, Damian Harris have produced somewhat well. Um, but, man, getting a guy like Trey back is just so massive for them. I mean, man, now I'm hyping myself up because you think about it, bro. This Patriots offense is ass. We got three huge key guys in run defense that are coming back this week. Like, you're telling me Mike Hilton ain't going to be ready for them to run the ball? Like you're telling me Trey Henderson yes. ain't going to be ready for them to run? You're telling me CTB is not going to want to get in there and get involved in the run defense? You know what I mean? So, like, yeah. it excites me a lot, man. I do not like this Patriots team. And I hope we beat the fuck out of them. But, yeah, man, <laughs> so so those are really the biggest things with uh, our – and, um, yeah, man, so I guess really quick to just hop over to the Patriots. Nothing too crazy with their injury report. Other than, as I just prefaced a minute ago, Devontae Parker is out and Jalen Mills, their cornerback, is out. What impact do you think those guys being out have on this game tomorrow? Um, yeah, like Jalen Mills, I think that's secondary. Um, I'm not too familiar with that secondary. I, I took a look at them, but I mean, anytime you have you're missing a guy from the secondary. You're you're gonna be missing out, especially against this wide receiver course. So, um, and, and Devonte Parker actually looked into his stats. He's um he's second, I think, behind Jacoby Myers. So this what's bad about their offense is Jacoby Myers, the highest re- leading receiver on the Patriots with 640 yards. Devonte Parker. That's 460 yards, and he's averaging 18.4 yards per catch. So I think that the, the good thing with Parker being out is you have you have that deep threat ability taken away. Um, so I think I think you don't have to really worry about it. It's it's more like okay, they can they can press on the run more because at the end of the day, I think Mac Jones is going to get confused as hell out there. I think. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to have to, if the lead is still early or if, you know, the margin's still small early on, they're going to have to stick to the run game. And, you know, Lou's going to play it like, okay, Mac Jones versus my corners. Like, okay, throw it up. So exactly. I, I think it's going to be one of the things where they're, they're going to be ready to stop that run um, like they have been and, yeah, I mean those those injuries for that for that team, um, at, at a point where they're seven and seven right now, fighting, fighting, and it, it looks like they're they're pretty much beat to death. So, 
Um, you know, you, you you hope the best for teams, but not this week when you play them. And you know, I'm I'm thinking that we have this one. Um, Mac Jones, he's he's gonna be confused, man. I just like you said, I think he got seven touchdowns, eight picks on the year, something like that. Yes, in twelve games. Yeah, it's it it's not looking good, and I I think a lot of people come into the game they're like scared of Bill Belichick because he's one of the greatest coaches of all time. But it's like, yeah, I get that, but if you're Bill Belichick, how do you not respect one of the you know greatest young quarterbacks in the league right now? So, you know, and, and Belichick's gonna know that. Like Belichick knows, like, okay, I'm not gonna be able to stop everything this guy can do. Like, I I, I can only limit him in the most that I can do. So mm-hmm. I think it, it's a respect back and forth and people got to think about that too. But yeah, man, I, I'm not afraid of this Patriots team. Um, I actually believe like we really have a chance to go in, in, in these last three games on a high note and, and really capitalize. I think that would be nine, a nine game winning streak if all yep. done and done. So that, that would be great. Um, yeah, man, I, I think that one seed would be amazing. All the playoff games in Cincinnati. Whew. Absolutely, man. And speaking of playoffs, the Bengals officially clinched their playoff spot last night with the Jags win. Um, Zach Wilson is fucking terrible. Merry um, Clinchmas. Yep, Merry Clinchmas to all. Uh, then we have Christmas Eve. Eve today, Christmas Eve tomorrow. Then Christmas, we've had multiple holidays starting last night with the Merry Clinchmas. Um, <laughs> like, none of us are fucking hanging our hat on, you know, clinching a playoff spot. We all know that. It's cute. Right. It's whatever, you know, just like with the Pro Bowl bullshit. But, um, yeah, like you're saying, man, we, we all got bigger, you know, uh, bigger, fish to, bigger fish to fry, bigger focus points, you know, we're focused on winning the division. And – you possibly getting that number one seat. Um, man, I mean, it, it's, it is going to be such an exciting next. Um, let's see. When's the last game? The ninth oh, or the eighth. I mean, it's going to be a very eventful fucking 13, 14 days, bro. In, I mean, bro, just this the, game is. Like, the, the fact that the season's wrapping up. So, f- it, so fast. Like, I mean, we talked about time does not fly by when football is not around like this. So it just sucks that God, it it's, it's here. Damn. The, the end of the season, you just put it in turn like 13, 14 days. Like, wow. That's, I hate that. Oh, I know. So depressing. Jeez. <laughs> it's crazy, bro. Like I remember sitting here where I'm sitting right now in my, in my Bengals uh, filled office room. And I'm like, damn, bro it's Steelers week or whatever. You know, like after the last preseason game, we're like, okay, here we go. Now, and then I'm like, now I can finally talk shit about a killer Witherspoon and Levi Wallace, <laughs> you know, cause like the regular yeah. season was here. Then yeah, bro, it's fucking flown by. Crazy. I mean, is it week 16? Oh bro. That's just that. yeah. yeah. so depressing, man. So depressing. I mean, thank God we have another fucking week of the regular season. Oh, I know. I mean, it's crazier. It was. It used to be even fucking quicker. Like, bro, imagine when they had fourteen game seasons, bro. We would be done already. I know. Ugh. Crazy, man. Crazy. Yeah. But nonetheless, reverting back to now, um, man. 
Yeah, uh, Trevor Lawrence looks really fucking good, bro. I really like Trevor Lawrence, and that is a team, a Jags team. I would, I mean, look, I'm not afraid to play anyone in the playoffs, um, and I would like to play the Jags, but man, I mean, a quarterback that is feeling himself like he is with, they don't have no elite receiver. They got dudes, but like three are better than all of their guys, all of them. Like, that's crazy to think about. I'm not saying that their guys are like a ton less than because, look, Zay Jones is a fine young receiver, and so is Christian Kirk. But, like, we're all taking TB over them, and he's doing that with those guys. And Evan Ingram has turned the fuck up, bro. My gosh. You see him the past two weeks, bro? Yeah. He almost got 300 yards the past two games. Crazy. 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 Yep. Yeah, man. So, um, Merry Christmas to all. It's fun. Uh, looking to take the next step forward tomorrow. Um, bro, we can go ahead and get a bit more into the landscape of this game. Uh, we've already talked about it a bit, but we can go a bit more straight line on it instead of hopping in and out of it. So this Patriots defense and their terrible offense. Um, man, I, I just can't wait to face this fucking offense, bro. I, I heard a stat from... Uh, Jay Morrison, that uh, David Carr set the NFL record for least touchdowns thrown in a full season. Now, I think Jay may have accidentally fucked this up or something when he was saying the stats because he said in a full season, Mac Jones missed two games. He missed one game or maybe two and then like half of another game because he was benched by Bailey's ass. I don't know if that stat stands correct, but David Carr set that record with least touchdown passes with nine. I mean, at the record, bro, that team is not fucking terrible. Like Jacoby Jones is not good. We know that like for real, like he's not good for real. Like Devonte Parker has never taken that next step that we thought he would. I've given up on I've been hoping for this to pop off for fucking five years, and he never has, so I'm done. But it's like seven touchdowns, bro. Like, you know me, bro. I've been talking about I, – I remember I was on my IDGAF energy. I don't give a fuck energy. And I'm like, dude, fuck this team. Fuck Matt Jones. Fuck – he sucked. Like, I was pissed whenever they said after uh, 2021 that, oh, man. He had the best season a quarterback's ever had in college football. I'm like, bro, he can't fucking – he ain't even in the same building as Joe Burrow, bro. So that pissed me off. This dude looks like he's a leader of a fucking frat group. I'm like, dude, this dude drinks fucking – Like, that's 75% of his diet with how he looked. I know he looks – Sure, he's a nice guy. But look, I'm not respecting – That's throwing seven touchdowns in 12.5 games. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I, I agree with you, bro. Like, <laughs> it, it's the fact, like you said, they're not terrible. They got a great defense to back up. So, I think if you have a competent quarterback, and, and that's the thing, like second-year quarterbacks that are coming in, defensive coordinators and, and people that are game playing against these guys, they know what to expect at this point. That's what's uh-huh. so good about a guy like Joe Burrow is – you know, that guy is going to be studying just as hard as the 
other guy across from him game playing against him. So, um, and, and it's rare. Like you're, you, you see all these quarterbacks draft in the first round every year and you always expect them to just be the superstar. And Mac Jones looked good last year. He did. He looked good, but he, yeah. and he doesn't have that dog in him, man. Like I, I was thinking about this the other day, like just, just the mentality, the mental aspect to the game. Like that's one of the biggest components that any player can have. And Joe Burrow biggest man. It's yeah, best. like like Joe Burrow's not grittying in the Pro Bowl, or you know what I mean. Like Joe Burrow's yeah. like serious; he's trying to win a, a Super Bowl. Like I, I truly think, you know, have you noticed ever since? Um, like I think it's been like a few games. Honestly, it's been a few games, like maybe four. I don't know, but remember, like for a couple games, the guys early in the season they were going on Instagram Live, getting really hyped up. And I was thinking, I was like, there's no way this is going to go on for that long because I'd know Joe Burrow or someone in that locker room's not going to let that, you know, the, the celebration, the Instagram lies. Oh, yeah, game. like the post game. Yeah, like I, yeah. it's all to win games, but bro, like it's early in the season. Like we, we got a lot more that we're trying to do. And if you've noticed, they've not, they've not done that. They've not been going on instagram live a lot anymore so i I think i think something was said in the room i don't know but yeah man it it's gonna be fun it's gonna be fun these next few weeks and geez i mean it's hard it's hard that it's coming to an end so fast yeah absolutely man yeah but you know perspective for me bro is you know as one door closes another one opens you know as one joyous thing ends another joyous thing comes along and yeah, yeah, bro. I mean, we hope that we have more fucking games this year, you know, including the game tomorrow, you yeah. know, so or, or six. Maybe we have six, including tomorrow if we get that fucking by. So, yeah, man, I mean, going a bit more X's nose to this Patriots offense, they want to establish the run. They need to establish the run. Their run game has been fine this year. It hasn't been elite upper echelon, but it's been solid, solid. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson has been more than serviceable. He's a fine young running back, um, but uh, I mean, look, we held Derrick Henry and Nick Chubb to a combined sixty-nine yards with some of the best run-blocking O lines in the game. So you better prove it to me otherwise that you are worth a fuck before anybody is quivering from Ramondre Stevenson and the Patriots O line. That has been suspect this year. Ironically, bro. I've heard that Patriots fans and uh, Patriots, you know, people have really been reminiscing on Ted Karras and his work and his production for him. So it's ironic. Like I saw an article that was posted just some weeks ago saying um, why they should have not let Ted Karras walk and how that that piece is missing in their locker room and, you know, in their run game and pass protection. And I'm just like, man, I mean. Who would have thought a dude for six mil per would have been this good for us? It that that's what that's what's so great about the front office, man. They're able to find these guys, and you see it like the character that they they bring these guys in, and you can really see it. Like when we sign guys, you just take you know find something on YouTube, find something on Twitter, just look at how these guys operate their personalities. I feel like I knew right off the bat that. Ted was going to be, 
great for a locker room. You know, who who knew what his playing style was going to be like, but you knew what you were going to get energy-wise right off the bat. Even, even Burrow said it. So, you know, it's just – it's awesome to have a guy like that come from New England here, you know, play with a quarterback. It's just – Yep, it, it's awesome, man. It's fucking awesome. Like, what's even crazier to think about is we, we've gone through this scenario a lot, but it's just great every time we do. Of to think that for seventeen million this year, we have um, we have Ted Karras, Bay, and Eli. I know it's kind of you know cross crossing more than what we would think off top cornerback center. They're like not correlated at all. I'm talking about values and contracts and how the players massively supersede the price tag of their contract. I mean, Ted Karras has been playing like a top seven to, I mean, maybe even top eight to top five center all year long this year. Um, And Cheeto, obviously we know what Cheeto is. We know what Eli has been. I mean, for a combined 5.5 mil the past two seasons for Eli, 1.5 last year and 4 mil this year, I mean, talk about superseding your value. It, it, it's exactly what you're saying, bro. Like, you got to give the utmost credit, the utmost respect to this coaching staff, this scouting department to scout these guys and to identify what they want exactly in here and then to get the right price tag. I mean – it's awesome, dude. That's why this team is where they at, where they are. Yeah, and I mean, once we signed Ted Karras, I think people knew he was going to be our starting center. Some people oh, yeah. were spectacle, like, oh, are we going to throw Karras at left guard and then maybe they'll sign Ryan Jensen? So people were still making that speculation. But <laughs> I, I'm glad Ted Ted's going to be the center here for a while. I think mm-hmm. it's the thing with a lot of the other guys, like Hendrickson and Hubbard, like these are guys oh, – yeah cemented themselves within the organization for a while and rightfully so. So I think, I think it's awesome. Like I've had the opportunity. I don't know if you know, Ted follows the page now. So um, he's, awesome, he's a super cool guy. Um, and what, what he's doing with the, the Cincy hat, you know, that whole organization, yeah. you know, it, it's awesome. So you it's know, just awesome, man. in the building, um, people that are, you know, super down to earth and really at the end of the day, they're not just a player. So um, I think it's pretty cool. And, you know, yeah, I, I saw that too. That's crazy that, you know, teams, teams miss out on, on guys like that. You know, the giants miss out on BJ Hill, the Cowboys miss out on a Um Then you got this guy. So it, it's just, it's, it's crazy. Karis, like, Kappa in a way, like Kappa would be amazing for Brady right now. Like Brady would glorify Kappa right now. Oh so. my gosh, yeah, bro, they are missing the fuck out of Kappa. Yeah, the same shits over there as well. I mean, I I heard you know heading into that Bucks game, the same you know reporters and fans saying, I mean that spot is just completely wide open, unlike it was in the past, and it's caused a lot of problems for them because they weren't able to fill it. Yeah. Um, and it's like, yeah, man, I mean, that's – well, you know what? No, no, I, I should say the guard position. I'm sorry, because they did end up filling the right guard spot, specifically with Shaq. Fine guard. Um, actually, from the Patriots, ironically. Uh, but, yeah, they were talking about, you know, 
losing another piece in the guard position, Alex Kappa walking, obviously, blah, blah, blah. We all know that. Um, but, yeah, man, I mean, just getting a little left field real quick. Imagine an evolved Cheeto in Dallas as he is now here alongside Trayvon Diggs. That oh, would be fucking insane. Crazy because, like. The best duo in the game. Like, no I don't. I don't think Dallas knew what they had there. I think no. Dallas thought he was this guy that kind of just well, they thought fun. he was going to be this from yeah, and so yeah, they just they were impatient. Yep. Things went left. Obviously, we remember how the twenty twenty went for him. Like after Dak went out with the horrific injury, like their defense was already historically bad. It was fucking horrible. So. Right. I mean, yeah, they were like, yo, I mean, this defense is terrible. Every single player is underperforming. They ended up getting a top 10 pick, obviously drafting generational guy, fucking Micah Parsons. Yeah, so they thought the same thing with Cheeto. They're like, oh, all of these guys have underperformed. Thus, that means they're not that good. Cheeto took that quite personal. And obviously, he is who he is now with us, man. So it's a great fucking thing. Yeah, I mean, that's awesome. And, you know, Speaking about corners, I know it's a little random, but can't wait to see that matchup next year. Cheeto versus William Jackson. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that might, game. The Steelers might cut him. You know, we might not even see William Jackson ever play in a Steelers uniform. He might get cut before. No. Before. Oh, my gosh. I mean, you know what? No, I would, we would love that as the opposition. But, like, what did they give them, bro? What did they trade the fucking commanders? I think they gave, I think they might have given up a third or second. Maybe I'm wrong though. Oh my gosh, dude. And I think they took on a lot of his contract too. Yeah, they did. They fucking did because he is on the second year of it. Way through. Oh my gosh. Just I, <laughs> I don't know, man. I know you do not like him at all. Um and, and the crazy he, part is I used to love him. Me and I, I talked yeah, before. I've talked to him. Like yeah, and, you know, he used to message me on Instagram, and you know, then once he said that that crap about Cincy fans and and the organization, like, okay, I get when we were a losing organization, I could see if you're gonna say something about the organization, though, so, but don't don't come at the fan base, like you don't have to do that. I think we've seen guys leave leave on a a quiet note, like there's just, there's no reason to walk out and. And just make a scene like nobody cares about you, William Jackson. So, uh, yeah, I- yeah, man, crazy thing for him, and just crazy how you know you see the highlights of him just being so out of place. And it, I, I don't even want to talk about it. It's crazy. Yeah. Nonetheless, you hope that that happens when he's with the Steelers <laughs> now. And um, yeah, man. So getting back with the other half of this Patriots team, um, they, I guess, just to wrap it up really quickly with the offense because we got a bit sidetracked. They're going to rely on the run game. We can stop their run game. We have proven to stop it, like I was saying a few minutes ago, with the Henrys, with the Chubbs of the world, against the Falcons, against these guys that trust their team. We stopped it. And their pass game is fucking dog shit. Okay? Doesn't mean they can't do anything. But what has been awesome of this team this year, unlike last year, which we didn't see a ton last year either, but the consistency. That here's what great teams do, not just good teams, because I think the expectations are inflated from people, is great teams show 
uh, inferior teams why they are superior to them. Thus, we will consistently play better than you. Oh, you have a weak core here. We are going to exploit it all fucking game. Oh, you want to try to get an advantage here, but we are better here than you are. It will not work for you this entire game. We do that. So simply put, when there's a weak receiver core going against us, they don't dominate us. Like when have we left a game this year and we say, oh my gosh, that horrible run offense just could not like, or they couldn't do anything wrong. They just kept running against us all game. It hasn't happened. Like, unless if we're like severely injured, which it still hasn't. When has a horrible pass offense gone off against this defense? It has not happened a single time this year. And I don't see it happening tomorrow. Yeah. And I think the, the scary thing about, you know, a quarterback facing this defense is it's not, it's not when the first 15 minutes of the game rolls around. It's when you're coming out of that tunnel for the second half yep. and you don't know what they're throwing at you now. I mean, you might, you might have, and, and that's what's awesome about, you know, the, the defensive side of the game is they can kind of see what's opening up for the offensive side first. And Lou, the mastermind that he is, he can kind of just toy around and, and not throw out his his full deck. So I think that's that's awesome. Like, I think we're gonna confuse the hell out of Mac Jones tomorrow and yeah, maybe they have a plan to possibly try to slow DJ Reader down, but maybe tomorrow could be a, a big game for BJ Hill. Um I think yeah. that- I mean I don't see it. Like, that's why I feel so confident. Like, yeah, their interior O-line is not good. It's not terrible. Right. But, bro, you better be elite if you want to stop DJ Reader, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, you better be a fucking Creed Humphrey. And you better be 100%. You know, and maybe maybe if they do try to go after the double team or something, maybe that helps get more pressure on the outside, you know? Yeah. That'd be that'd be nice. So, yep, yeah, exactly right, man. Like, how cool would the narrative be after Sunday to think in Joe Burrow's first two full seasons playing, he is five and zero against Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, and Bill Belichick, some of the some of the most respected names in football. You know, it's like check, 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 check. Wow. I mean, that'd be awesome shit, dude. I, I was thinking just especially, like, imagine if, you, okay, we win this game and then we we have a massive win against Buffalo, right? So that'd be 12-4. and four. Just yep. think back to when we didn't have the 17-game seasons. Like, you finish out the season 12-4, and four, you are oh, yeah. you're a top, you're top, top team. So that, that's just thinking back on that. And, and now, like, I remember being a, a young kid, a young teenager, and, you know, always looking up at those teams that, had had the best records and sure you know i i was i was around when we had andy dalton 11 and 5 seasons like that but 12 and 4 like you know something like that like that's that would be awesome even even it went out but yeah man absolutely man yeah it's huge and how relieving is it gonna be you know if you can as we fully expect to come out of this game with the w tomorrow and coming out with a W against the Bills to head into week 18 on that relieving note like you had the last game of last season. I mean, it's just such a better feeling to know that you are ready to go. I mean, and bro, like, well, mm, you know what? 
it's actually interesting because if you beat the Bills, you're playing your starters in Week 18 because you can get that number one seed. Right, right. So, actually, I say if the Chiefs – um. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. Now I'm thinking about it because it's going to be really hard. Yeah, it, it's just the, the three way t- tie right there. Like, we mm-hmm. could all be 13 and four, but who has the better division record? Like, I don't well, know no, who has been straight up against those teams. That's what uh, matters most. And that's why the Bengals would have the leverage against oh, both. Yes. So, so if we, so you're saying basically. If we all three were thirteen and four, but since we beat the Chiefs and the Bills, we yep. get that. Yep, yep, yep. That's wow. exactly right. That's that's nice. Exactly. That's why, like, I think people put too much merit into the divisional wins. Like they they started to get too encapsulated with it because the divisional wins are important for the division, though, not for the conference. Yeah, I, tr- I tried telling people early on in the year when we were, I think, 0-3 to start out or something. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, look at the 49ers last year. Yep. They were 2-4 and four in the division and still scraped into the playoffs. So mm-hmm. like, And nearly went to the fucking Super Bowl, bro. Right, right. Yep, exactly right. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, that's ultimately what matters, man. So... Yeah, for a moment I got a bit captivated on how easy it'd be to go into week 18 on the you know easing note, but that won't happen. We will keep our foot on the pass to get that number one seed. Um, but, yeah, man, reeling it back a bit. Uh, this Patriots defense, it is a nice defense. Um, it's a very respectable defense. It's a serviceable, solid um, – um, what's the word I'm looking for? Disciplined defense a lot, like lose defense – our defenses are really similar, but they have two. They have one of the most productive, best pass rushing duos in football on the edge. But what makes me really confident, what I've been championing all this entire stretch that we've gone against these gauntlet of edge rushers, they have not been able to wreck our football games like we thought they would. We have faced um, TJ Watt, Cam Hayward, Alex Highsmith, Jeffrey Simmons, Brian Burns, Andrew Brown, Chris Jones, Jeffrey Simmons, Miles Garrett, Jadavion Clowney. We've gone against the gauntlet of guys, and they were not able to wreck our games. Did they make impacts? Yes. That's why they are who they are. They make impacts. It's pretty rare for those premier guys to do absolutely nothing like they have before at times against us. But you know what I'm saying? Like, So when people are – like, because there's been some people that have been super fearful – I'm like, dude, we've already we've already gone through this. We faced the fucking demons, bro, and we beat the shit out of all of them. So I'm not saying Josh Uche and Matthew Judon are not going to have any impact. They will, but bro, I've even gone as far to say this: this Patriots fan base and their you know people around the team know how bad their offense is. They seriously rely on their defense, literally winning them games. The defense and special teams has scored. Seven touchdowns for them this year. It's fucking crazy. Five on defense, two on special teams. I was thinking this. You can literally score a fucking defensive touchdown. I'm going to still beat the fuck out of you. You know, I'm still going to beat the shit out of you. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, yeah, like we're still going to beat you. Yeah, I, they definitely re- – they, they've relied on that defense for a while. I mean, since Brady left especially. I mean, that, that's been their 
only hope is that defense and yep. you know they're, they're gonna they're gonna have all the hope in the world to, to stop Joe Burrow Saturday and it's gonna be tough I mean it could, it could very well be one of those games where Burrow has 210 yards you know something mm-hmm. low and we we wind up winning so um yeah I mean that defense is it's the only thing that I think I'm worried about at this point like Judon's probably the only guy with what 14 sacks right now so that's yep. having a monster year and yep. you can slow him down you can slow that guy down and that, that that's it I mean you, you can do that which they've done over the past few few games like you said pointed out Miles Garrett guys like that like they've been able to find a recipe to slow those guys down and, and hopefully they can continue to do it because throughout the playoffs and all that that's gonna be when it's most important yep. and you know not, not to be cocky, but, you know, I just – I look at all the AFC teams and I just – God, man, I don't see anyone. Like, like everyone talks about the Bills and Chiefs, but if we can beat the Chiefs next week, I don't I, – I really – depending on how our playoff schedule will look, obviously, I just – I don't see anyone being able to stop us. Like, and I know I'm you know, speaking too too far, but – Geez, like our team is just so on fire right now. If we can pull it back together, reel it back in health wise and and get out of this game in Foxborough injury free and, and get, get into Buffalo on a longer week and be healthier, I think that would be beneficial for us. So hopefully that's the direction that everything's going in, man. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, man. Yep. So yeah, this is going to be a lot like – this just reminds – I think a lot of people have been saying this as well, and I completely – like the Denver game last year. Like a matter of, look, it's a really respectable, high-quality defense with a horrible offense, and we trust our defense to hold your offense to almost nothing. Like, and so beat us, defense. Like, do your best because you know your offense is not going to be able to do shit. I think that's how a lot of this is going to be this game. So – Moving into uh, the second part of the landscape of the game, um, Bengals, offense and defense. So we already brushed on it a bit. Look, man, off top with this offense, I think Well, we'll start off with what we were just talking about. Matthew Judon and Josh Ute and Christian Barmore and the compliments of Lawrence Guy, um, um, Dietrich, um, some of, fuck, I forget his last name, compliments all over that defensive interior. It's a really good, high-producing defensive line. They are going to get some of their work, okay? I'm not saying they're not going to do anything. I'm not saying they're going to have zero impact. They will. It just will not be enough because Joe Burrow is so good at getting the ball out faster than almost any other quarterback. Joe Burrow is still the second-fastest quarterback in the league of getting the ball out on time. That may actually be third now because Trevor Lawrence like may have surpassed him yesterday because with how fucking quick he was getting the ball out. Um, and their defense is discipline. Like I was saying, it's a quality unit, but we have diced, sliced and cut up every single defense we've played this year. So I think our offense, it's probably not going to pop off and go crazy. But then again, we have also faced other quality defenses. Like I remember when the Panthers rush defense was first in EPA. So the best run defense heading into our game in week nine and we put up 210 and five touchdowns on their fucking head with Joe Mixon. 
I'm not saying it's going to happen tomorrow, but I'm saying that the landscape has been there this season to where we faced a high-power, high-flying defense that we cut the fuck up. So yeah. it can Cause, happen. Because we know we know. starting out, we got to be on our P's and Q's from, yep. from quarter one. We can't can't push around and and you know last week against Tampa it was tough you know going in half 17 to 3 but you know when you have a guy like Joe Burrow you know no no time to panic and I I know those guys weren't weren't scared or anything of that oh, like yeah, nature so you know no. if anything Brady, I knew we were gonna win that yeah, Brady, yeah yeah I, Brady Brady also was probably like damn like I probably should probably should have got a bigger lead on this kid but yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, when you're down seventeen to three, it sounds it sounds big, but it's two touchdowns. All you got to do is okay, must score one drive, and then hold them. Pray, yeah, pray your defense holds them, and then boom, you got you got the possession back, and then it's back and forth ball game from there. So, yeah, man, I mean, that's gonna be, gonna be a fun game tomorrow. Um, once we get into predictions or whatever, I think. I think my my prediction for the game is a little, little bigger margin, but yeah, good. good. About it, bro. I mean, yeah, and just thinking with this, you know, a little bit more on the offense, man. It it is going to be, you know, um, a hole with you know Hayden's presence not being there tomorrow. But like we talked about earlier in the episode, Mitch Wilcox has filled in just fine. No, he's not Hayden Hurst. We know that, but like he's produced when we needed to. Bro, my favorite play this year has been the tight end league for the last two years because it just always works so fucking well for this team, bro, because we know defenses cannot allocate their resources much at all to guarding tight ends in this offense with Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, and Joe Mixon and Samaj Piran. It just can't happen. Like, you have so much attention that needs to be given to those guys. It always works. So that fourth touchdown last week, I knew right away when I saw Hayden set that block or uh, uh, Mitch set the block and turn his shoulder. I was like, yes, here we go. Here we go. The good old tight end backside leak. And, of course, there's another touchdown. Yo, Damn, bro. My beat. Dude, I guess I had a connection problem or something. No, nah, you're cool. Um, Damn. Yeah, we were talking about it, though. Like, yeah, like that, that touchdown with uh, Wilcox, like, do you remember like that that bootleg play like we used to draw that play up like all the time it seemed like at the beginning of Zach's reign and at the beginning of Burroughs like rookie year like we would always run that play so that was fun to see I haven't seen that play in a minute like we haven't seen that like roll out bootleg like so pretty cool to watch um yeah man it it's happened a few times this year um obviously like I was saying, but I think the recording ended uh, before um, was how, well, I guess I'll say this. Sorry for anybody. If the audio gets a little chopped up and fucked up, uh, me and Drake accidentally disconnected and I was spitting when we disconnected. I didn't notice till he sent me a text of a, uh, Hey, the, you know, the recording I was, done. I was, I was still too. spitting, bro. I was spitting too. And then I look and I was like, Oh, <laughs> that's so funny. Dan. We're both, and then the audio is off, right? Damn, this is heat. That's so funny. But, um, yeah, bro, I mean, the, the tight end leak has not always resulted in a touchdown, but it's always resulted in the defense being completely tricked. That's the best part. You love to see the 
almost all the defenders' backs turned away from the guy that's getting the football, and that almost always happens in this offense with the tight end because of the resources needed to be allocated to the guys I was mentioning. T, Jamar, TB, Joe, Mixon, and Samaje. Like, you can't forget those guys. Samaje out of the backfield has been fucking lethal, you know, the past handful of weeks. So, yeah, man, it's just an awesome play. I love it. The hole that Hayden has with being gone um, is going to be felt, but it's not going to be massive. I think T is going to be able to work whichever fucking Mr. Jones, Jonathan Jones, Jonathan J, Marcus J, uh, John J. I don't give a fuck. They're about to be fucking packed up in this J after the game on Saturday night because they are not going to be able to hold up against this fucking receiver core. Yeah, I think, and back to P. Ryan, I think P. Ryan, last time I was checking, I think he's, like, close to, like, 700 all-purpose yards. He might be over that now. Not for sure. That's awesome. Yeah, he's, That's crazy, bro. Like, who would have predicted that? I know, right? I know. I mean, now, say if Joe would have gone down for, like, a significant time. Well, he kind of did, you know, for those two and a half games. But still, it's like, yeah, it's awesome shit to see from P. Ryan, man. I mean, it, it won't happen. I said, unless, if God forbid, Joe Mixon goes down to the last few games, like, he could get close to 1,000 yards? That's fucking crazy. Right. It's awesome shit, dude. So, yeah, I mean, that that's a lot with the offense. Um, some X's and O's. I think that we can exploit this team by a lot of the shit that we did against Miami. Like I was talking about, because they want to run that, oh, it's called a one-double concept. You double the one, and you leave – they're number two with your best corner. Their corners have played fine this year. They have a really good safety um, unit back there. Kyle Duggar's a really good young safety. Uh, Devin McCourty, what's the other twin's name? Jason. One of them is still fucking playing, and they're like 75 years old. So, <laughs> yeah, it's like it's crazy, bro, how he's still playing. He's still playing at a decent level. It's fucking insane. But it's not going to be enough for tomorrow. Damn, I think you broke out a bit. Oh, I were you talking about their safeties or? Yeah, yeah, their safeties. So, uh, yeah, did you talk on Peppers and then Jawan Bentley? Uh, no, I for uh, I don't know why I didn't mention Jabril Peppers. How is he? What has he been playing a lot this year? Because they have Duggar. Is McCordy not? He's probably not starting anymore, so it's probably Jabril Peppers. Would that be right? Mate, I think so. And then there's some guy named Jawan Bentley. Yes, I know Jawan Bentley. Yeah, he is. Uh, he has been having one of his best years, I think, with him. Um, is he a linebacker? I thought he was a linebacker. Oh, he he might be a linebacker. Actually. Yeah, I think he is. And I think Dante Hightower is still there, old-ass motherfucker. <laughs> I think he's still there, bro, and he's still playing well. Look, I mean, it's about what you'd expect from a Patriots defense. Strong, extremely disciplined. And speaking of defense, that fucking offense is being ran by a defensive coordinator, bro. That's why they're also so terrible. Matt Patricia. Like, it's yeah. it's funny. So, so, I was looking at that. What what is So, what's the title supposed to mean that if he's like, what's it, quality? I, I don't even know what it, like, control assistant or something. And then he's also the offensive line coach. So, he it's just, like best friend. That might as well be his fucking label with Bill Belichick, bro. He's his best <laughs> friend. That's why he's still there. Yeah, that so so he runs the whole offense. Yeah. Yep. Wow. And uh it's a shit show. Yeah, because 
Bill Belichick's son, I think Steve Belichick or whatever the fuck his name is, is running the fucking defense. Is he the coordinator? Yeah. No. Uh. Yeah, dude, dead ass. Yeah, he used to be the special teams coordinator. Then he was elevated after. Uh. Uh, I don't know what happened. I guess Patricia's contract. Oh yeah, because Patricia would. No, that was two years ago. I don't know how it happened. All that I know is that Lil Belichick is fucking coaching the defense now. Matt Patricia's just like, hey, guys, like, I'm back on the staff again. But they're like, <laughs> he's just fucking terrible. Um, so, yeah, man, I mean, this Patriots defense may do some good things against this offense. But I'm just so confident in our defense, bro. Like, let Luan Arumo get his hands on bomb-ass Mac Jones. Like, please. I mean, so that kind of goes with the last part of the landscape of the game here of the Bengals' defense against this Patriots' offense. I already touched on it. Um, the Patriots' offense is going to have to get the run game going. Lou, we need to have the approach to allocate the resources into the box. I don't care. Make Mac Jones make the throws. Make yep. him, make him make them. Get him uncomfortable. Get the guys in the box. Bring them pressure. Blitz them. Because, listen, it's not just about what the quarterback does. Yes, it's mostly about what the quarterback does. But it's also a part of what your skill players can do. These skill players are not good. That's what's really com- – that's what's – gives me confidence like it would be different if mac jones was throwing to legit guys you know because those even though mac jones may not make a bet a great play the skill players could make a great play and make one happen but when you have two negatives in lackluster skill players and lackluster quarterback it's just a whammy of insufficiencies so that's why i'm just extremely confident that okay maybe mac jones plays some decent ball well, his skill players against these corners gets this safety, this safety unit gets those linebackers yeah. and that def- defensive front. You know what I mean? That's yeah. why I got so much confidence, bro. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. Um, I think the corners need to just come in this game, not sleep in. They need to just be, you know, on their game, like like how they all, how they've been, like yeah. And Lou's going to have a game plan ready for them. So, yep. you know, hopefully, hopefully all is well, man. Like I said, we can get out of here injury, injury clean and we can go into Buffalo nice and healthy and, and get ready to end on a high note. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Like, that's a big thing I love about this defense, man. And what I think has helped them so much is they play with the chip on their shoulder every week. Like, they have to prove it still. Like, they have shit that they have to go out there and prove. And that's what keeps them prepared. And that's why I've preached. You've probably heard me in the spaces, man. After the 0-2 start, I chose to find empowerment out of, you know what? This 0-2 start is going to prepare us and propel us towards being the best that we can be for the entire season. Because we're not going to sleep on anybody anymore. We know how week one went. We know that, unfortunately, we went in there. Super confident, saying that, hey, we're the reigning Super Bowl runner-ups. Not that, oh, yay, we're number two, but, hey, we're the defending Super Bowl uh, uh, AFC champions. We have the firepower to beat anybody on the outside. We have the firepower to beat anybody out of the backfield. We believe in our own line, which didn't turn out that way. We have one of the best young quarterbacks. We're going to do whatever we want. 
that went sideways. We were humbled after weeks one and two. And so I think that that has translated to a level of humility that has brought us to all these victories of that, hey, we know what it's like to be 0-2 and, and to be extremely dissatisfied with where we are. We know what it's like to underperform. We know what it's like to be too focused on how we are and not how what another team can bring to us, such as, damn, that other team smacked us in the mouth, or damn, that other team had a really good game plan that we weren't ready for. We're ready for that shit. And it's showing at the most important time of the year that we are not getting too cocky. We're not showing that, hey, I'm just better than you, so I'm going to ease up. Like, we're ready every fucking week, bro. That's why I think we are destined to do great things this year. Facts, bro. I 100% agree with you. Like, yeah, I, I, I'm, my hopes for this team are super high right now. So, you know, the, the way guys have been able to step up and, you know, they got to play us. I just, I love it. Absolutely, man. And it's huge. Well, uh, all right, bro, let's go ahead and get into the last fucking segment here, predictions. So right off top, getting into it, what are your predictions for the game? Yeah, so, um, wow. So I think it's I, – I don't know. You, you could touch it in player predictions, obviously. Yeah. But I just – I think this is going to be a 30-13 to 13 game. I think Ooh, it's yes, sir. 30-13. to 13. I love it. I think it's All the right. time – First time uh, Patriots get thirty foot on them this year. So really, uh, yeah, I, I don't First think they put on them at all this year. Wow, that's pretty impressive. I mean, look, this is a quality defense. Yep. I mean, what does this team do? Like every week, we defeat narratives. Yep. We overcome the odds. Like it's something I should have touched on earlier, but like, of course, nobody cared. Like. At least I hope nobody did. Nobody cared about the preseason predictions that people had on us. You know, how we had an 11% chance to make the playoffs after going 0-2 because only 31 teams out of the last 266 teams in the last 30 years have made the playoffs after going 0-2. Like, we don't care. Like, right. we're the Bengals, bro. We have Joe fucking Burrow. That's literally what we do every fucking week is defeat narratives. And look, bro, we did it again, and we can do it again. This week, the Patriots haven't put up 30 points, you know, haven't had 30 points, put them in all year. It could definitely happen this week. And I think they know that um, I won't go that high, but damn it. I would not be surprised at all. If we do my score prediction of the game is 27, 13. So we're both aligned with, um, oh. you know, 13 points. Like I said, oh. bro, I don't give a fuck if they score a defensive touchdown. You know what? They they could literally score a defensive touchdown in the first half, and they could be up 10-3. to three, And the fans are, oh, my gosh, we may beat this game. Look, we needed the defense to save us. They will. No. <laughs> I don't care. You're done. Like, I don't see it. I don't. Can it happen? Of course it can. I am extremely confident, but I'm not completely delusional. We can lose any game. And I don't see it coming tomorrow, but it could happen. Um but not tomorrow. So, yeah, man, I see 27-13. Some of the stats I got is um, – I actually fucked these up, I realized, and I will adjust them. Mac Jones has thrown seven touchdowns all year. I'm going out on a limb. I'm going out on a limb, Drake. He's yeah. going to throw a touchdown tomorrow. He's going to throw a touchdown. He's going to throw a touchdown to Hunter Henry. He'll, uh, Mac will go 21 for 34, 
198 yards, one touchdown and one pick. He'll have a pretty good game for Mac Jones. Yeah. Um, Ramondre Stevenson, he'll get some of his work. Some 21 rushes, two receptions for 87 total yards. Uh, Jacoby Myers sucks. Um, five receptions, 54 yards. Um, Devontae Parker, I made this a few days ago. Turned out he's not playing now. Um, I don't even care who their second receiver is. Uh, Nelson Aguilar, I guess I'll add him here. Uh, three receptions for 37 yards. Then Hunter Henry, he's been the past few weeks. And I like him a lot. Um, wish it wasn't on the pad, so. Six receptions, 73 yards for the tutty. Joe Burrow is going to cut up this fucking Patriots defense. All right. Um, three res- or three receptions. Uh, 31 completions for 39 incompletions. So 31 for 39. 352 yards. Three touchdowns. No turnovers. Joe Mixon. 18 rushes. Five receptions. So 23 total touches for 102 yards and one tutty. Whenever I make these, people think that like the 102 yards I put under Joe Mixon is like only the rushing yards they have. So like so many people were commenting yesterday when I posted my predictions. They're like, oh damn. Like you think Joe Mixon's gonna have 102 rushing yards on this on the best rush defense in the NFL? I'm like, well, there's a reason I say 102 yards, not 102 rushing yards. Right. Joe Mixon has 30, 40, 50 rushing yards every game. Um, or, or receiving yards, I'm sorry. Receiving yards every game. But not to get sidetracked, bro, but like this just kind of I'm on my I don't give a fuck shit this week, okay? And it's supported with facts. So I told people, I was like, all right, so like you're commenting that as if it can't happen, but what about our most efficient run game in the football per EPA per play since week five? That's us. Uh, oh, but Ramondre Stevenson's gonna cut us up. What about the second best run defensive football behind the Patriots? That's us. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know, man. Like, I just feel like people are indulging too much on an inferior team this week. And it's just kind of grinding my gears a bit. It's probably <laughs> just because of me, because I'm on my I don't give a fuck shit. But <laughs> that's that for Joe Mixon. Uh, Jamar Chase, look, double him. I don't care. I don't care. He's going nine receptions for 144 yards and duddy. Um, T. Higgins uh, is going to ball. Seven receptions for 126 and uh, one tutty. TB will go five for 51. So, yeah, bro, I mean, you're talking right there. Let's see. One, two, 71. 320 yards from your three receivers tomorrow. I think they're going to get cut up because we're the fucking Bengals. It's Joe Burrow. He's the best quarterback in football right now. Jamar Chase is the best receiver in football. Tyler Tyler Boyd is supposedly a Pro Bowl alternate above T. Higgins, which is just twisting my brain. We all love TB, but for him, some reason to be over T. Higgins on the Pro Bowl ballot, T. Higgins is a top 10 receiver. And the reason I mentioned that with Tyler Boyd is because he's a really good receiver too. So it's going to be too much, man, for that Patriots defense. They will break long enough. Yep. But Bib won't break. That's been them this whole year, but you know, mm-hmm. break them. Absolutely, man. And and we can definitely do it. So yeah, bro, I'm confident as fuck. And pretty much I'm to the point, man, to where I'm like, look, like, because a lot of people comment and I get it. You know, when I make my predictions, I predict us to win. I think I predicted us to win every week this year. 
I think I have, maybe except one. Uh, wait, against the Chiefs, I predicted us to lose. Oh, no, I predicted us to win by three. The beginning of the year, I predicted us to lose to the Cowboys, to the Chiefs, and to the Bucks. And a dude commented at me, of course, dissing on me, saying, LOL, you predict us to win every single week. Your predictions are invalid. You can think that's okay. You can think that if you want. But then I told him, man, I predicted us to lose to the Chiefs and the Bucks. That backfired on me. I'm not falling for it anymore. Because we <laughs> win, bro. They fucking beat me. You know what I mean? Like, win against this thing. Then I'll tamper my expectations. Like, bro, when we went 0-2 at the beginning of the year, my perspective wasn't, man, we're going to mop the floor with the Jets by 30. No, I said, you know what? I'm not saying shit this week. I didn't post uh, predictions. I did nothing except, hey, let's focus on what the fuck we need to focus on and win a fucking football game. Um, my expectations will be tempered for when the fuck they need to be. But why do they need to be tampered with when we don't fucking lose? Beat me then. You know what I mean? That's where I'm at right now, bro. That's just what I'm on. So I'm like, listen, if you want to talk big or you want to talk like negative or down, then let's fucking lose first. Because we keep beating teams by like 10 points a game. All right. <laughs> the Bucks by 10 points plus last week. And we should have beat them by 17. Our prevent defense sucks. And we let them score a touchdown at the very end of the game. You know what I mean, bro? That's just where I'm at anymore. Like, that's just where I'm fucking at. Yep. I won. I, I agree with you. Yep. Yep. That's that's pretty much So, all right, bro. Are there any uh, final thoughts you have, closing thoughts, before we get the fuck out of here? Yeah, so I just want to say to everybody out there, Merry Clinchmas. Let's get this dub tomorrow. Um, yeah, bro. I mean, go, going into the Buffalo game at – 11 and 4 would be awesome. I think that'd be so dope. Um, Talk about a heater, man. It'd be fucking huge. Absolutely. Yeah, so let's go let's go out. Let's get this dub tomorrow and and hope Joey B cooks it up. Yes, sir. Yep. Well, Merry Christmas to everyone. Merry Christmas Eve Eve. Merry Christmas Eve tomorrow and Merry Christmas the next day. Appreciate to all y'all. Well, actually, uh let me think. Uh December, January 2nd is our next game. That's a Monday. So we can record. Maybe we could record on like, I don't know. Nah, maybe we could record on a Friday. All I'm getting to is maybe we won't record till Christmas uh, or New Year's Eve. So that's another fucking holiday. So enjoy all the holidays, guys. Um, enjoy the game tomorrow. Enjoy your time with family. Drake, same to you, brother. And I will talk to you later. They say peace. Absolutely. Peace out.